<laughs> we're live. What about the music? We're not, we're not done the pre-pod yet. We've just been listening to you. Talking nicely about stuff. Yeah, just yeah. how you'd like Chris to. Chris no, starting no. early. Aye, all, all brave when the, light, the red light's no on, eh? Yeah. All yeah, very well, brave. well, that's, you know, private. Topic so, welcome. today's pre-pod bants is what? Novids. Novid. And the, yeah. days in the office. Well, it's the kind of, there's a lot of people going about, <laughs> with a bit of got a sniff and forgetting that, that in 2019 we had this exotic thing called a cold. <laughs> And it well, was like there. You know. Julie's got and you a persistent even, cough. I've noticed that. It's yeah, not a persistent just, cough. It's just a wee sore throat and a cough. I've got the Novids. Novids, the Novids. not the COVID. Yeah, and it, I was seeing a Twitter conversation with my son and some of his friends laughing at some of his pals. Going, I, we need a name for this. We need a name for this new thing. And somebody's going, cold. That's <laughs> the name you've got for it now. <laughs> you've got the Novids, big man. It's all right. You've all got well, I like it. You're... My particular favourite, though, is where people have have the Novids, do a test to confirm they don't have the Novids, then do about another million tests over the course of the next week just to make sure you still don't have the Novids. It's like, well, no, you don't. You've just got cold. Well, and apparently we're all going to get the flu jab. Well, you know, flu is going to kill Thousands of people, but that that's always that. I, know. Like, I mean, like twenty thousand on average, yeah. I think. Less no, last year, not though. on average. I think that's no. a height. No, it's not. Mm. No, each each year. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I think that's quite high. It's not okay. Well, maybe just do some reading. Lucy, Julie's now Lucy. <laughs> Julie's now looking up. How many people die each year from the co- from the flu? It's less than twenty thousand. Oh, I'm not going to start oh. in until we get that number. We're waiting. Stuart can edit uh, I'll edit this down. Oh, it says and, four minutes to read, though. And the number. I know, you just want a number. This is the trouble with the internet. I know. Come on, four minutes. <laughs> fuck off. It's good time Come for on, that. Jake. I just want a number. It doesn't even need to be verified. Stuart, you I pick just a number. need a number. I'll pick Eight, a number. 8,000. I'll say 5,000. Uh, sorry. So, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'll oh, no. say, yeah. That, that's Jules. an okay. If, I know. I don't. I know what's okay coming. You're, sh- you're shafted, Bob. Ah, okay. uh, I'd say. Uh, I'd say twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Stuart. Thanks, the Health Foundation reports that in a in a bad flu year, on average, around thirty thousand people in the UK die from flu and pneumonia, with a loss of around two hundred fifty thousand life years. There's oh, a sixth yeah. of life yeah. years lost to COVID. That, this is a sixth of the life years lost to COVID. So this is an article about it just being a bad flu season. And they're saying it's not just a bad flu season, but a lot of people. Although last year it was about half of that number. I because believe, we haven't or a fraction of it. Because nobody yet. went anywhere. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Anyway. It, oh, yeah. well, I'm sure right. it was. Well, what, <laughs> rewrite your, <laughs> all right, rewrite your, hang on. All right, Dr. Murdoch, do you want to have a look at my corns? <laughs> Okay, Absolutely no. That's just some, you don't want to be googling that, right? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Chris's corns. Welcome to the Good Roundup. Good is a consultancy, and we consult on brand. We I'm do. mixing up a bit. Uh, every so often, we get together and we just talk about brand and the varying aspects of it. As ever, I am joined by Mr. Chris Lumsden. Hello. And Ms. Julie Murdoch. Hello. And uh, yeah, so here we are. We've done our. That was the medical portion <laughs> of the podcast. Next uh, week's topic is going to be Chris's corns, and yeah. we'll have a phone in for everybody. So today, Chris, you have written an article. For you know, it, it, again, the good the good podcast being the director's cut of the articles we write up in the site. I and, like that. I like yeah, that. and this is um, diving a bit deeper in uh, a, a, a topic that you wrote about, and with an interesting subject line, 
top headline called Why Content is More Important Than Brand. Mm. Discuss. Chris. Well, it's inspired by, I mean, you've written some similar stuff in the past year about, you know, content planning and content strategies and stuff like that. But I think, why did I write it? Because I, th- I do think that in the work that we do, and I know, you know, we're probably going to go on and, and, and Julie will certainly challenge this a little bit, but, you know, I like to call something a trend when I've seen it twice. <laughs> but um, I, I think we're seeing more often the, the brand creation stuff taking precedence and being viewed as more important um, than potentially the next phase of con- branded content creation. Do you think there's a disproportionate amount of time and effort spent on the creation of brand versus the creation of content that builds on Yeah, so I've, I've described the two as, I think that content v. branding is like David v. Goliath. Oh. So, yeah, so uh, branding mm. gets all the, uh, the headline billing, and, uh, but content is the, is the thing that delivers. Where, is it, where it yeah, all comes where to Where it life. all comes together. And I think as a, as a business and an industry, or maybe not an industry, but we, we, have, we spend too much time and too long on the brand stuff mm. because parts of it, let's be honest, are fun mm-hmm. and engaging and yep. it can exist in a vacuum. But the rubber really meets the road when you when you have to bring that to bear on content creation and modern marketing and so much of modern, I mean, we were talking earlier that modern marketing is, is so focused around, you know, good quality digital branded content. And even, you know, that process has been exacerbated over the last two years, hasn't it? That, that it's, it's, it's really important. And I think we should talk about it because... I don't want to underplay how important branding is. Of course, we're not going to we're not we're not going to do that. But I think it's worth talking about some of the issues that are wrapped up in that. Well, right? and I think that the point about you know a lot of the stuff we've talked about in the past about the importance of having robust brand foundations. As soon as you, if you don't have that, as soon as you get to trying to then produce content and brand content, it your the wheels come off rather quickly because if that kind of foundational level of their of kind of what your brand is all about lacks steps then what you then talk about runs out yeah. quite quickly as well so it's not to say like you like you say it's not that the brand aspect and the brand creation aspect isn't really important that's where it all starts but i think and Stuart said this a, a million times it's not it's, it's not what you say on day one is it Stuart? No, it's, it's what you say on day 100, day 100 yes because content all content that's is not created equal is it yeah i mean i mean i think Many clients or people we worked with are seduced by the channel itself and there's not enough thought goes into what they're actually saying. So the stuff that comes through that channel is unfocused, is maybe well, it's a fair... it's hard. It's hard, hard yeah. now because there's, you know, God, I mean, not to state the obvious, but, you know, in years gone by where you have fewer channels and fewer touch points and it, it's relatively straightforward to to produce some content, but it's the, the market is so or the market, the landscape is so um, fragmented now that it's not just about producing content, it's producing good content and showing up in the right places yeah. with the right message at the right time for the right person, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So the layers of complexity around that, I think, have just been exacerbated by the media landscape and the and the, the number of channels that brands are now forced to show up in. Ah, 100%. And Stuart, you, I mean, the number of times we, we do work around evaluating the efficacy of what they're what's currently being done and the, you know there is an efficiency discussion to be had here as well because there's money tied up in this stuff people creating content doing content applying content publishing content you know you need to understand what it's doing yeah i think it's one it's expensive mm-hmm. content good content is expensive but it's usually a a, a bit of a hidden cost because it's done normally internally so mm-hmm. it's not as if you're paying for it and it is it's expensive to do but the, it, 
the rewards can be high because ultimately what you're trying to do, whereas before you had your um, your web page and your homepage of your website and that's what you thought people would go to, it's now trying to go a little bit upstream from that and trying to solve a problem before hitting the homepage. So, mm. you know, it's that kind of informational search, like how how do I do good content might be mm. part of, you yeah, know, how, yeah, 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 is that kind of, and how do I get, how do I do that? And then, so rather than people, a vast majority over the last 10 years on our site, whereas it used to be people hitting the homepage because we're looking at Forest directly, we're getting more people deeper into the site Coming in through the blog and yeah, because yeah, because people are kind of trying to find answers to problems, and then you want to set yourself up as an expert, and that's where the challenge is. And you, I just tagging on to that the point about it being expensive. It's you know you pay for it twice because you pay to create it, and then you pay for it to be seen. So if you've got shit content showing up in the wrong place, it's a double whammy. Or or even or arguably even worse, great content in the wrong wrong place, place, or vice versa. You know, or or terrible content. I mean, it's all got to align, and, and that's why. Who was it that said that shit that arrives at the speed of light is still shit? Yeah, I've said yeah. that before. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's, <laughs> it's still shit. It's true, yeah. and it's and it is hard, and it is hard. And well, we're going to unpack yeah. that a wee bit, aren't we? Yeah. And, yeah. and and I I think it's interesting because I reflect on this when I wrote this article. I reflected a lot on our own journey on that, which you, Stuart, have been pivotal on and kind of guiding, because it is complicated and. You've helped make that really simple, and I think that's part of the task. So, yeah. So the first point, you know, really was that I think as a as a provocative statement, we spend too much time on the brand and not enough on the content. And you know, the brand's this just the start of it, and it's the easy bit. It's it's what you do afterwards. I think the second point is for us. You know, I think we're in a good position to talk about content because for us, everything tracks back to brand. And unless your brand has been properly Defined, yeah, and and you've built the foundations out. You 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 don't really have a a, a firm foundation or footing on what you're going to talk about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is that is that fair? Uh, uh, probably even more how you're going to talk about it, right? I uh, think it's probably explain that. That's interesting. I, I think it, because ultimately you're pushing your your brand, your values primarily. We've talked about brand values in the podcast before in your content. So, if one of your our brand value, one of our values is simplicity. So when we are when I'm reviewing your guys' work and when you're reviewing mine, you're always trying to make sure it's that you're reading it first of all as the person reading it and then as a stranger. You know, is mm-hmm. is this simple enough to understand? Are we overcomplicating it? How can we strip it back? How can we make more sense of it? And I think that's where it becomes a little the content becomes a little bit ownable to you as a business rather than somebody else having an opinion. Yeah, well, I suppose that's the the, the, the job of the brand, the branding is, is to make you distinct. And, and once you're distinct then, or your brand's distinct, then you can then talk about stuff in that way or that tone yep. or embrace it in, mm. different, in different ways. And also in the channels you use as well, you mentioned that. Because it should give you an idea of who where you should be and where you shouldn't, right? Yeah, and, and tone is interesting because there's a lot of chat about tone of voice and brand tone of voice. And I think this is where the, the tone can flex because obviously... The way that you're going to be talking, maybe on the homepage of your website, might be different from being in the in, in your journal or your blog or whatever you're going to put your content. And what's even more important then is that the values kind of rise above tone of voice a little bit. That as yeah. long as the values are coming through, the tone of voice can flex. Yeah, they keep on it on the channel. Yeah, yeah, just to keep it there. So that's that's another aspect. So yeah, so guess it's about making sure that the brand has has focus, and which gives in turn gives the content a focus. Mm. which helps um i think just as a and you know i know we talk we'll probably talk touch on this later but in terms of focus and something you talk about a lot of as well Stuart, about is understanding 
who it's for and what it's doing and what it's delivering. So, yeah. you know, from a, we've, we spend a lot of time or have spent a lot of time over the years working with clients that earlier, you know, early in their engagement with them saying, do less, but do it better mm-hmm. and make sure it's more focused. There's often a temptation to chase the big number, isn't it? Which particularly maybe through social channels, it's about likes and likes and engagement as opposed, well, likes versus engagement, but what it actually is delivering in terms of ROI and what's the broader business goal that it ultimately tracks back to is a, is a question that's often missed in the kind of in the rush to just create stuff especially when if you have an understanding before you set out that the content is going to be expensive you've fucking better be looking for an ROI mm. otherwise it's an expensive bit of nothing and, and see that way when you start creating video and stuff like that it can be expensive I yeah. think and yeah. But, yeah and I and I think don't get Stuart started on video at the moment <laughs> I think on that, just in terms of the from a cost element, one of the things that we have, and it's not it's not relevant for every client, depending on what their their goal is in terms of what that content's doing. But thinking about, and it ultimately comes down to that kind of having a solid strategy and plan in place for your content. So understanding where creating a kind of anchor asset, if you like, now that might be a piece of film, or it might be a white paper, or it might be a client case study or success story. But then creating that with then using that kind of core content and repurposing it across a number of channels tailoring it for slightly different audiences for slightly different touch points and channels and I think we've seen teams within whether it's internal teams whether it's agency teams producing a lot of content that lives in silos as opposed to kind of undertaking that planning piece first off under and then creating one sort of core piece of content and then feeding it out and tailoring it and tweaking it from a budget point of view it's Mm. more efficient i mean the other side of that is that we've had companies come in and say the problem with our content is that it's it's bland and that's Mm. part of the thing about about again it's a different kind of focus it's kind of well you know you're the problem is is that you're trying to appeal to everybody and you're going to i mean the the essence of any kind of content strategy is also who you're not going to talk to Mm -hmm. but otherwise that's why it's bland because you're afraid of upsetting anybody or having an opinion yeah. on something saying everything like, and saying yeah, nothing yeah. and that's where a lot of it where you look at it it's just kind of it's it's pointless who are you not and, for yeah but yeah. i think that's what i like about our content i'm speaking to somebody about it this morning actually that i think from whether it's the articles whether it's this podcast i think it's been really useful particularly over the last year or so whether it's including links within a proposal whether it's linking out from the case studies on our site to say you know, have a bit of a, have a read of this and this will give you a view or a listen to this and it'll give you a view in terms of a bit of an insight in terms of how we think about brand and how we tackle and how we think about some of these issues, these big brand issues. And if you, you know, and some of those opinions are quite strong and provocative and, and aren't everyone's cup of tea. So it's, it's by, 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 but we're not trying to be all things to all yep. people. You know, there's a particular type of marketeer and business person that, you know, we want to, and client that we want to work with. And I think it's just, it's been a bit bold about that or, Mm-hmm. confident about that another side of that is, is your content depending on how you're using it but that content also needs to be shared internally which is something that we've not been great at from time to time mm-hmm. that we kind of do it and then it's there but actually but another way to make that content come alive and is that exactly in that use case but you can only share that content if you share it internally first and go this yeah. is an asset yeah for everybody else to do yeah. it. and it's always thought about right going, we need this in social we need this in an email we need this out on the the youtubes or whatever <laughs> And it's sometimes like we'll need to pull it back and put it into get, let your team know that they have got tools that they can there are, use. Yeah, there's yeah, assets yeah, there that, that they, they can use. Yeah, I, I think, and you guys have touched on on, on just to, to move on to, to the next bit that, that I call out in this piece is about, for me, because it is hard, we've, we've said it's hard, and, and, and your point about people saying, well, our content's bland because it's meant it kind of all things to all people. 
it's so important to keep it simple. We talked about simplicity and, and this is where I reflect on our own stuff and, and being able to walk before you run and all of these things. Because there's often a, a temptation to try and boil the ocean, isn't there? Let's do everything from, from a standing start. Many clients that we work with haven't have had, you know, very limited success in creating content or doing anything. So it's about let's do one or two things well. Mm. And I, I think that the way what really helped us, or for me, Stuart, when I saw the light was when you 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 helped us with that really simple strategy statement that we've got, and you've talked about it before in a in a, in a podcast, and the fact that we understand our channels. So for us, we it's about the written content in the blog, it's about this audio piece, and it's about case studies, really. And there's some social stuff all around it, but it all points to these things, doesn't it? This yeah, is, and we know who it's for, and we know, and we know what, it's, what, it, what, it's, uh, what it's doing. Absolutely, and the, strat- and the content strategy statement helps guide that. And, and when, I, when I wrote the piece, you know, you write it down and you go, when I write this down, it looks simple. And, and actually it is simple, but that's because... We spent ages knocking the rough edges yeah, off it. And I mean, saying, we're not doing that, we're doing this. We're choosing not to do that. And we're going to be like this. And our tone is going to be like this. And it's going to be provocative. It's going to be fun. But it's going to be simple and, and informative, right? Yeah. And I think the interesting thing about that, the content strategy statement, which I shall put a link into about how to create your own content strategy statement. The interesting thing is it's it, it's balanced. It, it The strategy statement explains what we're going to get out of it. And what, why we are doing it, and it also identifies who we're doing it for and what they are going to get out of it as yeah, well. Which yeah. I think is a, a thing that you've kind of got to at least then balance. And sometimes we've, you know, any time that we feel that we're going a little bit off track, that statement is always there to say, "No, we're not doing so it." You're guiding yeah. light, isn't it? Yeah, we're just that. This isn't, and you know, we've, we were we're going to do a podcast, and Julie went, "I don't think this is quite right because what who we are doing it for." Is is it we, we kind yeah. of we forgot that you know and it's like going, no that's right and, and it it stops us you know I, I write this about the familiar agency pitfall and it's everywhere which is look at the work we've done look at this design look at this yeah. work which is a real problem yeah. and and it flips that on its head and it's about the stuff we think that our audiences are going mm. to find interesting yeah. rather than stuff we've done for other but, people well I mean, again it's it's seductive when you to talk about your own domain expertise when when it's work now showing great work is not necessarily a great podcast to- topic you know i mean that's fine for video but look I mean, at this. this look at this and trust me it's beautiful see this car looks fantastic there's a lot you've got to just <laughs> let do, me describe do, it for you shiny very... have you ever seen the james bond it's like one of his motors <laughs> right and then there's a bottle of whiskey on it it's magic uh and so we've kind of it, there's that kind of thing about you know this isn't the best medium for showing that work so you've then got but you don't want to talk about even how you got the work there it's more it, we want people to one of the things i say is that any piece of content that you share ideally should give somebody a promotion what i would love is that anybody who's reading the the work this is probably the vision rather than the, the content strategy statement but the vision is anybody who reads a piece of content that you create could then go to their superior and go i've got an idea and actually mm. can make it actionable as well and and that's an aspiration i'm not saying that but it's definitely something that i'm right it does about help time. yeah and it helps guide like you say guide what we don't do as yeah. much as it helps yes you know. You know, if it's just, I mean, if you look at the old, you, when you go back, because we never take anything down the blog, it's it's all very, here's, here, here, yeah, yeah, here's some work that we've done, which is nice and the work's great and it, we're proud of the work and it's easy to talk about, but is it overly interesting? Mm. I don't know. I don't it's think, also no, no, I don't really know, it's easy to talk, to talk about ourselves 
not necessarily in relation to the work, but what you know, I think, and that's the point of the content strategy, isn't it? It always comes back to the question of what's how's that benefiting a client? Yeah. What's a client going to learn from here, and yeah. that's going to be useful and relevant for for them, or what you know, what what kind of insight is giving them in terms of how we would tackle issue X, Y, or Z? Do you know what I mean? Where it's you just sit and scratch your head about I don't know things that agencies typically do wrong or whatever it's like that's not that's maybe useful in a different agency yeah, forum yeah. Different but for, audience. it's yeah, not it's, that's not the audience Cru- crucially that's not the the audience that we're trying to yeah and, and that's the thing you that, that's the stuff you've got to kind of get your head around when you're thinking about creating your own content you know you've kind of got to understand is on one hand there's the ease of something that you can get into you can easily talk about that and that's fine we could we could absolutely write all day about the work that we do it's a little bit harder and takes a little bit more thought, but but ultimately it's more productive. And while even our own content's expensive, it it's brought us business. It's it has. You know, and it, and it's what it's been a long game. It is a lot, and the, but I think that's a key point to to the client. And and you can apply the, this thought process that we've for ourselves to to clients yeah. as well. That it does it does you know. And very often we're at, the, we're at the beginning of the journey with them. I mean, we've been living this for what three years. Yeah. Um, it does take time and it takes a commitment and it takes spend and it takes effort and scratching your head thinking about what we're going to talk about. But the accountant statement keeps you right, keeps you honest. Because it's so, I just remember prior to that, we, we, we were in that behavioral kind of trope of show things we've done. Yeah. Which comes very naturally yeah. because the medium, the media, the channels are very forgiving of that yeah. behavior. But for the consumer, yeah. I think it's just, scroll yeah, first and it's the same but and if you think we we did the same with our case studies historically yeah, yeah. you know you you write it as the story of the of the project as opposed to insight learnings whatever it may be that and tie that to to you know to an issue around brand that is then either useful when it comes to demonstrating how you've approached it and how you've tackled it and how we think about it or useful in term as a learning for a client you yeah. know i think it's it's easy yeah. to tell stories about why you crafted a logo in that particular way it's it but it's who's that it's just a bit of a, Again, a vanity project audience. isn't back it yeah. so not, not to say though that as an aside because we do have a lot of conversations about this within the creative team that there isn't a role and a place for no, some absolutely. of that content 100 yeah. yeah. because yeah. there is an audience for that mm. for yep. us you know absolutely 100 and great creatives want to work for a firm that produces great creative yeah. so you know and we can tell them where they are <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke of course it was a joke no i bet that's again to, to go back to that's why we understand our channels mm. and that's also why you the, the, having a test and learn kind of approach is interesting because when we put work up on linkedin it gets nothing mm-hmm. because it's just another pretty Scroll. picture on the thing when you actually kind of come up and go here is something that you may find helpful to help you with your job or your role or a provocative I, statement I on it, something yeah. that's relevant yeah yeah, yeah. Then, then you see the engagement go up because you know linkedin but instagram that's where we'll put our work that's where we'll yeah. showcase our work because that's the best medium for that yeah and then some channels were not in at all yeah why would we be in yeah. facebook yeah okay and then i think a lot the, the, the kind of last part of the piece that i talk about is that um, we get to a point with our clients is the discussion about who who is it that's responsible for this stuff. And that's quite a big discussion, I think. There's a reason the three of us are sitting here doing this and talking about it and writing about it. It's because we should be, in my view, in our view, because it's hard. And I think, and we, we have the most, I suppose, experience and knowledge and and. and um, we we have the, the 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 capability to talk about these at very diff- at lots of different aspects and different levels, 
And sometimes when we're dealing with clients, they they think that it can be subcontracted, don't they? They think that we'll we'll, we'll subcontract the content to either a third party, which I think is a no-no, certainly in the early stages, or to some more junior members of the team. And I think that's a problem. Do you do you agree? I think it gets interesting when you kind of say that you know that the original title, the, the title being is content more important than brand. And I think to try and get the content right in your tone, because the effort that's involved in creating good content that you know that's going to hit a number of, tick a number of boxes is hard to get. I would suggest that you at least try and do a number of articles yourself for a couple of reasons. First of all, you'll realize how hard that is. Mm. And then it justifies, if you do decide to go to a third party, which might be an option depending on the size of the, the, the business you're in, it's not something we would necessarily get involved in, but... I think you can, you then understand what you're paying for and why you're paying for it, I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you start to decide, you define yourself what you like and what you don't like, and it's going to be easier to brief. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's the key point for me because I'm not, I, I don't think subcontracting content is a no-no, but I think it depends on the size, scale, scope of the organization, the type of content that you're looking to produce because there are, but it's like anything, there are specialists in that space who will do a very good job of it and there are probably generalists who will do a pretty shit job of it, which charge you quite a lot for it. But I think it for me it all tracks back to making those making sure those foundations are solid. So are your brand foundations solid and is it all guided by and linking back to a sol- you know, a, a robust content strategy or a simple content strategy that can then be used to, you know, do you do you understand like you say, to brief and work with partners to make sure that the tone of voice is consistent, to make sure that the language is consistent, to make sure that the brand's being articulated in the right way or whether it's a product launch or whatever it may be. Because I think that it's not, the role of every piece of content isn't necessarily going to be thought-provoking or uh, defining the, a, a business's position in the market on X, Y, and Z. It might be a simpler, but it might, it might be a more tactical or practical piece of content, but it still needs to be, from a consistency point of view, it still needs to be, like you say, briefed in the right way and and appreciate and and that and that requires a level of investment both in terms of do you have the strategy in place do you have the plan in place have you recognized the time and effort and investment that's required to make sure that it's activated well and then subcontract yeah yeah (laughs) because there's a number of instinctive qualities that you have within an organization that you don't really even think about so for example one of those things is using jargon and we tend not to use jargon here and it's you know, special digital, which is kind of acronym daft, we tend not to use it. If you then subcontract it, you might find the old UI being mentioned and IA being mentioned and stuff. And then suddenly what you find is actually, we don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, maybe maybe for the, the, the audience that you're, you're, you're appealing to, maybe you need to get more technical. Mm-hmm. All these little things actually feed in. And without actually doing it yourself for a few, you don't really know what you don't know. And you, you said something recently, Stuart, I thought it was interesting, and I agree with it, that when you're writing some of this stuff, it helps you firm up your own view on the thing, the topic you're writing yeah, about. I, mean, I might, like you guys to write it to help me firm up my view great. on how and I that's what we do. That's what we do. But you do, you have a vague idea of where you want to go with it and it's not until you start writing it you find your own voice and your yeah, opinion on it. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can subcontract that. I just don't think you can. It depends on what the level of content is. Well, this it, is a very personal, some of this is very, not personal, mm. but I think it, it, it depends on the business because you don't necessarily, and Stuart's, I remember years ago, had this conversation with an old client where they were using Twitter as it was a head brewer wasn't it who was using basically Twitter to, uh, f- the business's Twitter 
Beers put Twitter account to voice their very a personal, but it was a very personal tone of voice. So that's not always something you know. That kind of personal perspective and tone of voice and Time clashing with the corporate isn't necessarily yeah. what you always want. It, it you know. So it, I think I don't. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm not entirely. Well, you are. I know you're. A, you can. Right you, you can have. It's perso- context, though, yeah. isn't it? It's context. <laughs> of course, it is, yeah, there, yeah. there was personality, and then there was too much personality. Yeah. yeah. Because this guy definitely had a personality and was up for doing it, and then it's kind of gone great. How are we going to use that? Not control it, mm-hmm. but then what was mm. happening was that he was getting into arguments with other brewers. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which while under the massive, corporate yeah, umbrella. Yeah. While massively entertaining. And all well, it, you, you, and that's interesting because you've said to me before some stuff I've written, you said that's a LinkedIn piece. Because yeah. the, it needs to come clearly it's from been me. A bit of a rant. Yeah, it might Basically, be a bit of a rant Chris or something. Rather pieces. than for, uh, uh, the, the, the sort of publicly stated view of our business, right? Yeah. Which is a, a well, I mean, I, I don't really look at it like that because I look at it going, this is my view which happens to be in the business that I'm a a part of and you know we'll we'll put it up but i think i think there's definitely the time where it it, it didn't hit the content strategy that was it it didn't mm. hit the content strategy and it was more yeah, kind it of it's like something here is my opinion and having an observe yes. observer, yeah. Uh, yeah. making yeah. observations on something but it's not something that a client's going to learn something from other than your opinion mm. yeah which is which is hugely interesting but not on our site so it's not that it doesn't have a value it's just the it's right content in the right place the yeah. and that's where the content strategy you kind of go and there's only four points that really tied up and essentially you go tick 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 that makes sense or, or and, actually what do we do with it well, and, that's and you, need, that. you need those individuals to help you edit your own, and, and you know your own points of view yeah and I think this is where we're lucky and that we are you know the, the only sign off we've got to get is from the three of us True. I think I think one of the, the interesting challenges with content mm. is that you, in, and this is where the subcontracting content operation is as hard as content creation which, it, which I know is almost the same thing and it's part a subset of it but it's the thing where trying to get the content written off written and and it's it's from the CEO but it's not really from the CEO mm-hmm. and then it's sign off and sign off and sign off then depending who you are it's got to go to legal we've seen that a couple of times you're going you know what that this is you're killing this mm-hmm. and I know again it's easy for us to say but you're trying to get part of the content depending on what it is is to try and place some humanity into an organization and go look we're people working with people and we are going to talk to you like people and people can also tell quite quickly when it just has been over corporatized. Yeah, yeah, sanitized. Death by a yeah. Um So that's kind of it. Shall we? Shall we, we summarize? Shall we summarize? You summarize, Jules. Thanks, Jules. I don't know if our summary points are still relevant based on where we started, but we can we can we, we can, can build on those. Yeah, if yeah, we need yeah. To. I like it. So, first point is about simplicity. Keep it simple. Be focused and make sure you walk before you. Yeah, can run. I, I think that because and I'm guilty of this. I love a report. I love a report. And. He does. And the thing is about it is that you're wanting to measure. It's expensive, so you're looking at ROI. And sometimes, and I've been guilty of this, you're trying to get to the end point of the reporting where actually maybe day one is let's just get three pieces of content that we're happy with with up a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Don't look at the SEO. Don't mm-hmm. just start getting it's, it's into the habit. Yeah, habit. Yeah, and just kind of getting getting the muscle memory up. So sometimes it's not necessarily the start. Let's let's see how many people. What, what's the bounce rate? What's the time on page? All that stuff that can come. The first thing is having content there. Mm-hmm. Second thing is kind of an extension of that. Well, no, it's not an extension of that. Is about being clear who it's for, and what it's delivering. So at the appropriate point, put in those measurement 
frameworks yeah. and reporting frameworks yeah. to make sure that where you're investing is what where and what you're investing is delivering what you are have. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Allocate resources is the next one, which is your point about whether it's and whether that's yeah. internal or whether it's external, but appreciate and understand the complexities of it and, and the, the effort. fact that it's hard and the time and financial effort that is going to, or the time and financial investment it'll take to do it well. Yeah, and I think internal buy-in is because you're trying to get content from a wide area of sources within the organisation, it can be an organisation-wide endeavour and you need buy-in from that. It's not really fair to say, right, one person sitting in the corner, you've got to create content. Mm. You need to get, say, it needs to be bought in. So somebody may be coming to talk to you about what you do and we need you don't need to write anything, but we need you to kind of be there for it. And it needs that kind of th- th- that it is important and that yeah. it is going yeah, to priority it's, it's, within the business. And believe it or not, this content will help grow your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last but definitely not least, fail to plan, plan to fail. Make like sure it's it. all built on from a solid content strategy yeah. and plan. So and, that and, uh, yeah, everything. It's a reference point essentially for every piece of content that you produce. And a content strategy is it is reasonably easy to do. It's four points put into a sentence. We've got I'll put a link to it. And that will absolutely guide you yeah. when you don't know what you're doing. I mean, there's a whole lot of other stuff about what are the content ideas and we can, you know, there's content strategy after that about, you know, idea generation and what are we going to talk about. But if you don't have that at the beginning, yeah. you don't have that filler. So that's key and reasonably straightforward. Good. So brand's important, but so is content. Brands, content's where it all comes to life. Yeah. Good. Right. Uh, it's right. been fun, chaps. Like, it's see, been fun. See, we've been back on it. We've done two in two weeks and we're like, we're like, oh, masters. It's like, you know. <laughs> two months' our, time, there'll be another yeah, one. This we'll is our later. own content. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, you know, it's just keep at it. So thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Mind bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye.